Alrighty, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time for the second half of the BTSC Steelers postgame show. The Steelers come up just short in an eight-point loss. They were driving to come back against the Minnesota Vikings. They couldn't get it done. Uh, I'm Michael Beck, joined with Dave Schofield. Uh, right off the top, let's load up another Super Chat here, uh, getting a ton of the, these throughout uh, today's uh, show. Firstly, from Occam's Ox again, puts 499 in the tip jar, says it was a team effort, and it definitely took us all working together to lose this one. Doug, Sir, Swish, Remmer, 29 points, 300 yards in the first half. Yikes. Was it 29 points all in the first half? Um, I don't think it was all in the first half. Uh, give me just a second. It was – no, because it was it was 23 It was um, in the first half. It was 29 in the third Two quarter goals. until yeah. the Steelers finally scored. Right. Um, here's another one from uh, Evgeny Crosby puts dollar uh, ninety nine chip tip jar says where was Witherspoon five weeks ago? Uh, he was a healthy scratch. He wasn't very good yeah. until Hayden was healthy. But uh, I, okay, let's let's get into Witherspoon a little bit here. Of course, he gets two interceptions. He played pretty good last week. I wouldn't say he played great this week. I know lining up against Justin Jefferson is going to make anyone look foolish. Uh, I know uh, what the Oz, Osgood or Osman, like the other receiver yeah. that the Vikings had, uh, he made uh, a few guys look silly as well today. But uh, what do you think of Akilah Witherspoon? Is he starting to put some stuff together? I mean, he made two big splash plays in this game. I don't know that he was locking it down the entire rest of the game because i'll be honest with you that's not my <laughs> unless they're throwing the ball towards someone that's usually not my focus i'm generally watching what the o-line and d-line are doing so i don't want to break it down that much if someone said oh wow he was terrible except for those two plays i wouldn't be able to disagree with him but i didn't see that he was i thought that he was doing just fine and then came i mean you can't discount the two splash plays um like i said i was just wasn't a fan of the celebration of the first one but that's I mean, that's not what you're getting from your other corners right there, and maybe, maybe it's not the El Busto trade that some Steelers fans were thinking right away. It just made it just took time and opportunity, and if nothing else, he's taking advantage of the opportunity. So kudos to him for for now saying, "Hey, do we really want to take him off the field?" Uh, Joseph Brown here puts uh, a 99 cent super sticker in the, I've never seen one of these before. Yeah, so I, it's, I'm a, a little bit... it's, it's like a, it's a frowny, almost cry face. I have to All look right. at it. I have to actually <laughs> look it up on my phone because it doesn't come up right on the street. It yard. didn't show. That's too bad. But yeah. thank you for that, Joseph. Uh, we do have another super chat here, uh, from Sean S. Uh, Press or Percy Harvin. I'm thinking he means Presley Harvin. Presley Marcus, Harvin. Uh, Marcus Allen and Cam Sutton hurt us all game. Akilo and Mika saved us. Big Ben yelled at Tomlin and took over the play calling. I don't. I don't know. People, no, so many people say this about Big Ben's play calling. Even in no huddle, doesn't mean that he's calling the plays. It could mean that he's calling the plays, but it doesn't have to mean he's calling the plays. Remember, the offensive coordinator can talk to the quarterback up until 15 seconds remaining on the play clock. That that could still be, you know, and it might even say, hey, set the formation. And they, as they line it up, he might be able to say, hey, it looks like you're going to have blah, 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 blah. And it might be that. Or it might be silent. We don't know. We assume it, I, but you just don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Um, so just remember that. That's just something that uh, to keep in mind. Uh, th there is a couple things I want to dig into this super chat as well. Firstly, mm -hmm. Presley Harvin III 
Yeah, I'd say he lost the, the punting duel against old Jordan Barry. Yeah. He was having a career year. Uh, Jeffrey Benedict brought this up on Know Your Enemy on Wednesday night. Uh, mm. It seems like maybe it's Heinz Field. We always talk about kickers struggling in Heinz Field. Uh, what about the punters? So Pre- uh, Presley Harvin, of course, they're in the Dome tonight. Uh, he loses that battle. That one uh, really sucked. But uh, Mickey Fitzpatrick, he had a great game, uh, in my opinion. Like, there was obviously some spots where, like, kind of iffy. Like, the penalty, I think, was absolutely ridiculous. He was was tackling guys when it seemed like no one else wanted to tackle Dalvin Cook. Uh, And he was was the best player probably through the first three quarters when the Steelers were absolutely putrid. Uh, Would you agree with that? Did Mickey Fitzpatrick impress you tonight, Dave? I liked what he did. And I know earlier – uh, people were discussing, hey, how bad was that penalty? What's nice is that penalty didn't change anything. That ended up being a field goal anyway. So the defense stopped him there because that was a bad call. It did look bad live, and it didn't look – and you saw on replay that it wasn't. Uh, the biggest thing that, that even put the Steelers in the situation that they were is that they wisely waved off the flag on that third down play. Oh, yeah. He made Ooh. a really good defensive play there. Um, and it was and it was going to be called a penalty. So I thought from everything that I saw, I like what Minka Fitzpatrick did. I bet you anything he gets roasted for uh, the the what was it a twenty nine yard touchdown? You know that run early on where there was he nobody that came anywhere close to Cook. You know you're like, well, where's your safety on that? No, he couldn't get over there. I. That one I'm not sure about exactly where he was or what he was doing, um, if that was on him or if that was something where he was playing with him, what he was supposed to do. But other other than maybe that, I thought Minka had a very solid game. Uh, Pierre Blackwell throws another super chat up. He says, a great way to battle back. Seemed like there was no game plan in the first half. Glad to see Buddy out there. Why was Marcus Allen out there? Um, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on the Steelers' uh, reserve linebackers, inside linebackers uh, playing? And We'll get into the outside guys in a moment. That was the this game saw the first snaps on defense of any line inside linebacker this season, not named Devin Bush, Joe Schobert, or Robert Spillane. Last week when Spillane was out, they only played the other two the whole game. That was Marcus Allen's first snaps. That was Buddy Johnson's first snaps. I didn't see UG3 out there at all. Did did you? I didn't see him. I saw him dressed. He hasn't. Yeah, he was. I saw him on special teams, but not on defense. So I I can't say for sure that he got any snaps or didn't. But none of those guys had any snaps on defense all season. They were going with the other linebackers. Um, What they try to do with Marcus Allen, I don't blame them for trying. At least it's the whole notion of, you know, if we keep trying to do the same thing and it's not working. What do we expect? They tried something. It didn't work. He didn't, you know, he came through and was it a draw that was a big run to to Cook early on? And he was basically going to be in charge of him coming out of the backfield. And he got caught on the wrong side of the blockers and Cook busted for a big run. Um, That pass play late that we talked about, he really struggled. Buddy Johnson, I noticed his number out there when they were lining up, but when the plays actually went down, I didn't notice him. And that could be good or that could be bad. So I'm not saying he did anything outstanding, but I don't I didn't see anything that he did that like what when you saw Marcus Allen that was a negative. Um flipping over to the outside linebackers now, uh TJ Watt early in this game, obviously he exited with the groin injury. Uh Al <sighs> Ty Smith later on it exited uh with uh, a knee injury, I believe, mm. um, or knee slash hip. But 
TJ Watt looked like he was not playing 100% at all through the beginning of this game. He was barely he was barely taking snap the steps into offensive tackles. It looked like he was playing hurt, which is just brutal. We've we've missed this guy so many times this year, and we know what kind of a difference maker he is when he's up and going. But uh, what what did you think of Taco Charlton and Derek Tuska, who pretty much played the whole game because of these injuries? Uh, well, they they played the entire second half. That's for sure. Um, I mean, was High did Highsmith? Was he even out there to start the second half or was I, it early? I know I wrote the article in the second half. I, I wasn't sure at what point he came out. Um, but they were out there a lot. Um let's just say they weren't they weren't out there when they were when they were gaining 300 yards. It wasn't just those two when they were gaining 300 yards in the first half. You know, at the time where the Steelers defense was actually making some stops. It's when those guys were out there. So you could always go with the infamous Mike Tomlin, he didn't kill us line if you wanted to. Uh, did, did you notice anything out of the ordinary or extra I, I thought, or bad about them? I thought Taco Charlton was getting close and putting heat on Kirk Cousins. It he got looked held. like he was he, – he did. I don't think he was ever called. No, they, the, one they, he, the one they called well, they that did, put they, him they, in the – that was, that, was, that was on Taco. And, and they, I they think he might have got yeah. him if they wouldn't have held him. Yeah. But they never got Cousins all night. No right, sacks. yeah, no, the, the second sack streak dies again. Yes. <laughs> Twice this year. Oh, well, uh, that, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a story of the past. But, uh, yeah, no, there's nothing that really jumped off the paper with them. Uh, I think they played better than they have in prior weeks. It, it sucks watching Quincy Roche go off for the Giants and uh, Jameer Jones obviously not being in town and Melvin Ingram uh, stepping up for the Chiefs. It, it sucks uh, with all the injuries the outside linebackers have had. And the Steelers had having actual depth of the spot early on in the year, and then all these guys aren't on the team anymore. That stinks. But uh, there's another super chat here that I really want to get to because we kind of ran out of time in the first half to get to it. From Steel Dog eighty eight puts two dollars in the dip jar. Says, "Let's not forget about Kendrick Green snapping." Yeah. My God, has this gotten bad? He has been terrible snapping the football pretty much ever since that Detroit Lions game. It was iffy all year, but now it seems like every snap is a shotgun uh, buckshot or a uh, uh, bird shot you don't know where it's gonna go it could be high it could be your feet it could be six feet to your left it could be at the running back what is going on with this guy i thought the snaps tonight looked harder if you know what i mean i thought that They're he was flying. firing them back there more than before uh maybe i just didn't notice them being like that before but they like, like the, the, the one play that uh was supposed to be a run and because they they bobbled the snap. Ben Roethlisberger actually completed the pass, um, but got called. They called it on Chukes. He's going to get, get credited for the penalty, but I think there was three linemen downfield on that one because it was supposed to be a run play. I don't know that that was a bad snap or that Ben just didn't handle it right. You know what I'm saying? But it, at the it, same it was time, out there. it was, it was like, a little – I mean, yeah. We didn't see the those kind of look like snaps we saw last year. If you're also if if you know what I mean, so not great. Something would be really nice to improve on if you know what I mean. I don't think that's what cost the Steelers the game. I mean, I've I've not at the professional level. I've seen games where 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 offensive is offenses could only run half their plays because the other half they had bad snaps. Hmm. You know, um, I've I've seen a game go down like that, and it's it's just sad. But yeah, that's they they got ten days off now. That might be something they want to work on a little bit. 
it wasn't just that too. Kendrick Green, uh, for whatever reason, delay game penalties. Uh, like I know the Steelers kind of jumped sometimes mm-hmm. early as the clock expired. He probably should have three or four penalties. I know that they end up on the quarterback, but they really all should have landed on Green's head. It looked like Ben was yelling at him a lot after taking a couple of those nasty sacks. Uh, Honestly, it's probably the worst game I've seen of his throughout his Mm -hmm. early career. Would it be too crazy? I know he's a rookie. Uh, I'm already of the opinion that if you can find a guy to replace him in the offseason, I am definitely already starting to think in the direction of being for it and pushing him to perhaps being in that B.J. Finney interior three backup role. Uh, that, that's that's really the, the level I've kind of got. I've soured on Kendrick Green a lot as this year's gone on. Uh, do, do you think that's ridiculous? Is that is that too soon to kind of be selling on a rookie? I, I just think he's been pay, playing so poorly in pretty much every facet. Um, I think it's too soon. I do. Just because I would – you know, I'd say I'd like to give him that, that offseason. Jeffrey Bennett brought up a really good idea. He's like, it's – yeah, he's a little bit undersized – he needs more work with his hands. He needs better hand placement and to, to come a little bit more naturally. Um, I don't know if that's going to get better going to guard. Do you think that gets better going to guard? I don't you think know? so because he, he's even smaller to be a guard. Like center, yeah. you, you can be smaller as yeah. a center. So, but I, my thing is, is if you need, let's just say this. I hate talking about the draft while the season's still going on, but when the draft comes around, if what you need and what you're looking for, if it falls on you that it's actually a center and not a guard, then you consider doing that because you because you have other options because you know that, that Green could do that. Do you feel like you have to go looking for a center? I'm not sure. That's something they need to evaluate when they go back and look at the whole season and, and the trajectory from there. It's not out of the question. I'll just say that. Hey, more games like what we saw today out of Kendrick Green, uh, the, the consistency, I, I don't think that would be a question at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get throw up a few more Super Chats here. First from Wes Seacock, uh, puts $2 in tip jar, says maybe Sutton should spend less time on Twitter. Uh, I don't know what that's in reference to. Do you, Mr. I, Social I, Media? I don't, I don't really see Cam Sutton tweeting a lot, actually. Um, yeah, I was going to. I might have to click on his profile after the show, so sorry about yeah. that, Wes. I, I can't really comment on that but what did you think of Sutton's game as a whole here um he had a few nice plays almost had interception early on that Mm -hmm. wide receiver screen break that might have been a touchdown yeah but he also let's just say this when he has to be your best corner you're in trouble you know he's to he's a he's better as your number two corner because when he has to be the number one corner and he's having to go after guys like like Justin Jefferson, he's going to you you have to win every battle because if you if you lose one you're going to give up a big play and possibly a touchdown and he he didn't and, and he's lost too many battles. Yeah, no, uh, it was like a whole thing throughout that entire cornerback spot. It was just uh. You you miss Joe Hayden. It's huge. It, yeah. It's gonna be it's an area of need in the offseason. Like uh, personally, yeah. uh, I I'm still of the opinion that Joe Hayden can still go. Uh if he wants three years, then that like all right, okay. I mean you gotta He's gonna get like, back on the field this year in order to do anything else, you know. Oh, absolutely. I mean that's absolutely. what it comes down to. Uh, we'll have to wait and see there. But uh, kicking things inside, I know we talked a little bit about some of the other linebackers, but some of the one of the guys that's drawn the ire of Steelers fans all year long, and uh, Andrew Filipponi, of course, is jumping down his neck uh, again, calling him the worst draft pick of all time. Uh, Devin Bush, what did you think of his game 
overall today? It wasn't noticeable. Making to me. making one or two nice plays doesn't make up for the number of plays that you also didn't make. He's continuing to struggle. Um, I want to go back. I mean, this is something to go back in the off season when we have a long off season. I was at the stadium when he was playing well. I know we don't even want to think about the offseason right now, but when he was playing well, I was there at the Denver game and he was playing well until we, until he got hurt when we hurt his leg. And I'm just like, what, what happened? To, was, was it so the fact good. that he came back and was finally starting to play well when that's when he got hurt? That's almost that is he hesitant to not go 100 percent out of fear of injury because when he finally did this year he got he 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 had to leave the game. I don't know. Does he just have the yips or is it that he's just not that good? Is it that he's a is is it that he's a linebacker that's undersized and completely reliant on speed and he doesn't have his speed right now? Is that what it is? I don't know if he'll ever regain it or you know. But I know he definitely doesn't have it right now. So is that what's going on with Bush? I I don't know. I'm not saying he's a lost cause, but if he's not going to have speed, he's not going to be what he was. Yeah, no, and we we as Steeler fans, we all know what happened with Kendra Bell. I know some people have already started to compare him to that situation. So that's uh, hopefully uh, he can avoid that and get back on the field. But we have another super chat here from Sean S. puts ten dollars in the tip jar. It says Presley Harvin gave the Vikings two cheap field goals to start the third with some pretty poor punts. Uh, Adam should be uh, starting nose tackle. G's uh, boss missed field goal hurt. Deontay needs to fight through the passes. And can we please start a GoFundMe for a brand new offensive coordinator? First, I'll jump in here on the OC thing, and we can chat about that a little bit, Dave. But um, I, I know a lot of Steelers fans don't like Matt Canada. I know a lot of fans will also jump on the offensive coordinator. Uh, it doesn't matter who the OC is. It'd be a Todd Haley or Ken Wisenhunt or Randy Feekner, but I think everyone disliked Randy Feekner. But, Vince Lombardi. Uh, no, he, he would be an offensive coordinator. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Newt Rockney. Um. <laughs> yeah, no, like the OC just gets the finger yeah. point at him. Yeah. Uh, the Steelers' offense is still not that talented like they, they have some decent skill uh, positions they got a, some immature receivers juju's yeah. out like their their veteran has been banged up all year the o-line's been porous ben's not old ben it, it's so hard to just say like get rid of this guy now because i i don't know if we've seen the best of what we can get from him because he hasn't had a whole lot of talent i don't i don't think it'd be fair to move on from uh like an offense corner that quickly uh, would you would you agree on that dave yeah i you, do you really want to pull a Browns and fire your head coach after one season before you give him a chance? I, I'm trying to remember even who was the guy that they fired after one season when they lost to the Steelers in Week 17. Um, Petten? I, I can't. I can, something like that. Freddie Kitchen? No, Kitchen was longer. No, no, I'm not even talking about not not Kitchens. He was. But I mean, sometimes you you just give up on something too, and that's not what you want to do. Um, I I. There are so many – you could look at the last 20 minutes of this game and see so much that to be positive and, and so excited about this Pittsburgh Steelers team. But you can't do it because you also have to look at the first 40 minutes. And when you look at the first 40 minutes, uh, that's when I would say there were so many problems and so many holes, I can't even pin it on one specific thing. You know, it, it, it's – 
you want to lay it on the feet of the coordinator. I'm not saying that you want to lay it on the feet of the offensive line coach. I'm not saying, I'm saying that you want to lay it on the feet of, of, of the inexperienced players. I'm not, I, there's so much and it's probably a combination of a lot of different things. I don't think people just think that there's a, you know, you know, bench Devin Bush. Well, if you don't have any option, do you really want to play Marcus Allen the whole time? You saw what that was tonight. I mean, that's the thing. Sometimes you just have to go with what you have because even though it's not good, it's still better than the alternative. So uh, there's there's just so many questions. Yeah. Um, well, you, you kind of mentioned it a little bit in here. Where would you lay the loss at the feet of whom? Could it be positions or talent? Could it be any coach in particular, uh, any player in particular, or a, a, a group? Would you would you lay this at the feet of effort, or what? Uh, what would you blame today on? Yeah. I would lay it at the feet at, at you know coming out and being ready to play a game. And if you want to say the coaches didn't have them ready, I can't say that you're wrong. If you can't say the players weren't ready, I would say it's a combination of everyone and and the effort when you hit the when you hit the ground run. I mean, you got them to miss the opening field goal. You get the ball, you go down, and then you miss the field goal. You know, from both teams were even at that point. It's like you're starting the game over. And it's just one team went in one direction and one went the other. It's like they weren't ready to go out there and lay it, lay it all on the line. I think that's the best way to put it. When are you willing to lay it all on the line? Are you playing the first half like you just don't want to screw up? Or are you going to lay it all on the line? Because when the Steelers had to lay it all on the line the last 20 minutes, we saw what was almost an, an absolute epic comeback. Why aren't you laying it all on the line to start? Okay. Everybody, coaches saying, hey, let's lay it all on the line to start. Players going out there and being ready to lay it all on the line at the beginning. That's on everybody, in my opinion. So let's just say the Steelers do make that field goal early on in the, the game. They're up 3 nothing first quarter with about, I want to say it was like seven minutes, about half the first quarter to go. Would that change anything what which uh, pre- or proceeded to happen after that play uh, would three points be enough to kind of wake the team up do you think or is that just kind of a just a play that might have affected the final score rather than uh, what uh, we saw like the next couple series um sometimes you just might feel like it's your night or it's not your night and maybe if they get that field goal they start to feel like it's their night that shouldn't make that big of a difference it shouldn't but I can't say that it didn't, especially when they came out and stunk it up for so long after that happened. Uh, <laughs> losing sucks. Yeah, uh, it really does. But honestly, the whole time when the Steelers are making that furious comeback, they're coming here. I'm like, this team does not deserve to win this game. This yeah. team does not deserve to win this game. It would be so fantastic if they could pull Ravens and win a game that they had no business winning. And they almost did. But I'm like, they got outplayed for so much of this game. But I am I just want to see those last 20 minutes for 60 minutes. That's what I want. Except take take away the long touchdown pass they gave up. We, we, we'll get rid of that one. <laughs> so we, we got a couple. <laughs> yeah, shut our eyes on that one. <laughs> oh, goodness me. We got a couple minutes left. Jeffrey Benedict swears. He, he's been saying this all year long on Know Your Enemy. The Pittsburgh Steelers are going to find a way to end up this year 500. 
Yeah. They're a two and two record away from finishing eight, eight and one. And uh, after the first odd game uh, schedule, I think maybe ever in NFL history, the Steelers could find another way to go 500. Do you think it happens? Because Jeffrey Benedict certainly thinks it will. Well, that means they got to win two of their last four games. And honestly, winning, they might not even win two of their last four games. So that, you know, I could completely see that though. That, that would honestly, that would kind of exemplify what this team has been so far this year. It's what they deserve. It really is right now. If you were to tell me right now, based on the first, why am I throwing off what it is? It's 13 games right now, right? Because it's not 12 because they got it. To me, they're going into the last quarter right now because I've always did it in four games. Yeah. That extra game is thrown off. So these are the, they're going into the last quarter. Who this team is so far this season is a 500 team. But what you see, and and that's what tonight did to us. Tonight for, for, Two-thirds of the game were like, this is Cincinnati all over again. This is Cincinnati all over again. That's worse. If not, or, or worse. But then those last 20 minutes, and you see what this team is, is capable of. I'm like, and, I, and I've been saying all along, I don't want this team playing great at the beginning of the season. I want them playing good enough at the beginning of the season to where they can actually be playing well at the end of the season when it matters. But they have to play good enough early in the season to where they can get in at the end of the season playing well. So right now I feel the Steelers are are in a are in a great situation to where they could make a run. I just don't know that if they're good enough to do it. You know, they are in a situation that if you're like, hey, if you win your last four games, you're probably gonna make the playoffs. Okay. All they gotta do is go out on a run, win their last four, and roll into the postseason. That I mean, if you if you told me that at the beginning of the season to say, hey, the Steelers will be 500 going into going into the last four games, and if they and all they have to do is get on a roll and win those last four and get in the postseason, I'd say, you know what, that'd be nice. You don't want you to have last year where where you're already set up so much and you're falling apart and you're just still hoping to, to make it in by winning one of your last five. Um, so they're not in a position to where it's done. This is where you could get one of those, you know, maybe these the last 20 minutes of this game was the start, the, the start of what was going to be great. Last week should have been the start of what was going to be great. You know, you had a chance yeah. for that to be it. And then you kind of let it down. I mean, how long? I'm sorry if I'm going off for a little bit here, but how long did you have to listen to Troy Aikman and Joe Buck trying to talk about like Dallas Washington coming up in the third quarter. They had nothing to talk about with this game. Yeah. It was so ridiculous. And then they kind of started to get excited about it again already. Cause next thing you know, it's a game, but it, it just wasn't for so long. And this, the, this was the chance to show that this was the team was going to start rolling after beating the Ravens and they didn't. So now, now you got to see if you can build on your last 20 minutes. Cause that's about all you can take out of this game. Oh, exactly. At least there is something to build on. One more super chat here, and we'll get into our closing thoughts. Uh, Occam's Ox puts a dollar ninety nine in the tip jar. Says twenty second overall on offense, twenty second overall on defense. Yeah, we're delusional. I don't know if that's the, the exact set. Yeah, I'll cool. trust you for it. But uh, yeah, that's certainly. I can tell means... you what they were going into the game. If you let okay. me grab it real quick. <laughs> well, but no, go ahead. Yeah, no, like it, obviously the Steelers need help on offense. They need help on defense. If they're going to be competing Those for a Super correct. Bowl next year, yeah, good job, Occam's. But uh, if they're competing for a Super Bowl next year, they're certainly going to be, need a a decent amount of help uh, on both sides of the football. Yeah. Um, so, Dave, uh, closing thoughts as we uh, wrap things up here. 
The Steelers needed this game tonight to have one game margin of error, in my opinion. That if they if they won this game tonight, I mean they had to win last week in that in a divisional game. If they would have won this game tonight, then they could have then they could have been fine going three and one over the last four if they wanted to go in the postseason. What they lost was any margin of error. And to me, another loss ends their season. And that might be who this team is. But and and when you looked at the first 40 minutes of this game, the, the this is not this was not a play, it's not a playoff team. It's not a playoff team. That's the it's play like those first 40 minutes is why you have the 22nd ranked offense and the 22nd ranked defense. And you say, well, looking at that, you'd think they'd be 32nd. Well, the only reason they're not 32nd is then they turn around and play for 20 minutes at the end of the game. That's why they're ranked down there low. But it doesn't matter that you're ranked there low. If you start playing the whole time, if you want a glimmer of hope, the glimmer of hope is you can you see what the team is capable of. They just have to do it every game, every quarter from this point on, or else or else we are talking about you know the draft in April because there, that's, there's nothing else to do. That's where they are. At least they didn't roll over and die. At least they didn't roll over and die. They fought back. They almost took it to overtime. They came up short. You get 10 days off. This is this is your regroup time. Regroup, you either got to come out and, you know, with, I'm going to mess up Tomlin's quote. What's his quote about December? Uh, um, oh, uh, we raise hell in December. Yeah. Unleash hell. That's what it is. Unleash hell in December. Okay. That's what they have to do right now after this time off. Um, I'm not saying that I expect it, but I'm not saying that it's impossible either. Uh, that's why we're going to that's why we're going to tune in next Sunday against Tennessee and see what happens. Yeah, hey, and uh, as we uh, wind down the show here, I think it's also a good time to remind you to click over behind the steelcurtain.com. You're going to get great uh, wrap up on this game from uh, game grades to knee jerk reactions, what have you, will be available on the website, including some film room breakdowns throughout the week. I'm sure uh, Dave and uh, Jeffrey Benedict will get a Get us a decent little uh, Vertex, one of the more fun articles uh, that uh, pop up on BTSC. Um, and also make sure you're uh, listening to the entire family of podcasts from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Uh, if you're only watching on YouTube and Facebook, you're only getting like a, a, a quarter, a third of the story. Yeah. So, hey, wherever you get your podcast, search Steelers. Or Lots of good stuff Curtain. out there on the podcast channel. Hey, from Lots social media shows uh, to Jeffrey Benedict's uh, Cutting Room Floor to Let's Ride to Dave Schofield's Stack Geek. There are tons of shows for you. If you love the Pittsburgh Steelers, make sure you're liking, subscribing, uh, five stars, what have you, to support the program. Uh, and Once again, I think it's our third consecutive month of being the number one podca podcast network across all of SB Nation. Uh, so thank you to our loyal listeners for that. Uh, before uh, we uh, sign things off here, Dave, am I missing anything? No, I mean... I I would like you to give a, a final thought as you go. I mean, yeah. th this team isn't lost. They just they have to they have to find it. They have to they have to keep it the whole game. Yeah, I I think for me, what the final thought here is, uh, they have four games left to to really send off Ben Wright or to fold your tent, and uh, really the next four weeks are going to determine probably what the next six months looks like mm -hmm. in terms of Pittsburgh Steelers football. 
this is a huge stretch for this team. This year is not done by any stretch of the imaginations. Could they squeak into the playoffs? It's possible. Could uh, they fall flat on their face and decide to pull the ripcord and try to completely uh, not gut this team necessarily, but go in a completely different direction? Also possible. These are a big four weeks uh, and will really impact the future of this team uh, for the next decade plus, really. It's going to be a very big off season. Um, so I guess with all that being said, uh, you, you can continue the conversation with Dave Schofield and myself on Twitter. Dave's handle is at STLR Superfan Dad. Uh, that would be a Steelers with our Steeler without uh, the ease. Uh, my handle is at MichaelBeck56. And you can always f- follow behind the steel curtain.com at BT Steel Curtain. Um, so with, that, with all that being said, thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the post game show. We'll catch you in about 10 days now uh, when the Steelers take on the Tennessee Titans. So on behalf of Dave Schofield, my name is Michael Beck. Thank you for tuning in and catch you guys next. Oh, how it rips me, but love makes me live for tomorrow.